Welcome, everybody, to the Tea with Miss McGill show presented by Fortune Bay Resort and Casino. It is Puka. It is our special guest. It's the star of the show, Reed Larson. Uh, we're going to get right into it tonight because we got lots going on. I think you guys would both agree it's AC season. So if you need the AC tuned up or you need a new AC unit, Aspire Heating Control is who you call. They're your local dealer. Uh, excuse me, local Bryant dealer and the official heating and cooling company of your Minnesota Wild, specializing in gas, electric, and hydronic heating and cooling systems for existing and new construction, residential and commercial installations available, forced air systems, boilers, heat pumps, and mini splits. They are, of course, licensed and bonded. So give Justin a call, 218-999-5957, 999-5957. We're very honored to have Coach Grant Clafton, I don't know if he's coaching this year, but if he is, he's already up for coach of the year. <laughs> I'm going to put that out there right away. So um, we'll have Reed kick it off. Here we yeah, go. There's a lot of different directions we're going to try to go to here today. But this is uh, since we get the opportunity to grant to get Grant here, we'll we'll throw a couple of plugs in there, too, as well, for a couple of the different things that Grant does here in the community is as far as getting some guys on skating treadmill. We'll talk about that for a little bit. We'll talk about some of the camps that we get going just to give them some free plugs here. And then uh, uh, we'll get into talking about how you got to be coach Grant Clafton. And that obviously starts with, with uh, youth hockey. So talk about how you got started here. I know you're a Grand Rapids grad and alumni, but talk about how you got started. I, I think uh, probably like any kid, you know, your dad or, you know, parent has a pretty big influence on it. And, my dad certainly did for me. And, you know, I mean, obviously I don't remember, but, you know, he was, he was a goalie here in Grand Rapids, um, you know, when he was in high school. And I know when I was younger, he he'd put cardboard on me and throw tennis balls at me. At, at a <laughs> so really he wanted amazing. you to be a goalie. Yeah, I actually was a goalie. <laughs> oh, you were? <laughs> yeah. For, for a while until squirts and, and, um, you know, and then I think I probably didn't have the stomach for it and could, couldn't handle the failure of, Wedding in nine or, or <laughs> I think he's, I think he could see that. And, and, you know, it, it was probably best for me to, to start skating a little, <laughs> little bit better. Well, good. So you got into a little, a short stint as a goaltender and then got into the Graha Youth Hockey Association and, and went on through, um, played your years through Grand Rapids Youth Hockey and into Grand Rapids High School Hockey. What year did you graduate, Grant? I graduated in 2001. So I had an opportunity to play with the guys that graduated in 99. I was a 97 grad, so I just missed you by a couple of years to be able to play with you. But you had a couple of good teams there in your – do you have four years or three that you played at the high school? Did you play as a freshman or a sophomore? No, I I did uh, three years of high school only. I mean, we my our youth hockey experience was obviously – you know, awesome growing up in this town and having uh, opportunities that we had and all the outdoor rink stuff. I mean, you sit here and you really date yourself back. It feels like yesterday, but things have changed quite 100%. a bit. I mean, I remember, you know, we practiced every day outside and got to play a Saturday game and we didn't get to come inside until, <clears throat> until you got into peewees and started doing the travel hockey. And, you know, I mean, that was, that was kind of the grassroots of it. And I mean, we had an outdoor rink in our yard growing up from the time I was three years old to the time that I graduated high school. And when we were done at Southwest, we'd usually end up coming over to our house and having big neighborhood games, and, <laughs> you know, and, and I mean, it, it just carried out. Cause again, it's, it's the great thing about small town hockey. We, we grew up every one of us on our team. We, 
had good youth hockey success. I think we went to the state tournament, you know, every second year, I believe, um, you know, that, you know, you move up and you know, do your first year and the second year. So every second year of Peewee, second year of Peewee, we went to the state and second year of, uh, of a Bantam, we went to state and yeah, so that was, didn't have any great end results in the state tournament, but you know, yeah, maybe, maybe Reed made that prediction. I you remember that, you know, maybe we were supposed to run through all the talent, but bring Durham Hall I had to work that in there because I, I talked to Brett Bart on the way here from Andover and he's, okay. he's an avid listener to your show. Oh, he is. Yeah. Okay, he said, Brett. He'd really like to sneak that in there. So uh, oh, two, that, that couldn't have worked. Anything, but. <laughs> well, Brett, you, you got yourself your little plug there uh we're not we're not going to be looking for any o2 barbecue opportunities like that and when rapids gets the opportunity to go again that means that andover doesn't so that'll be a happy day day. Uh, at any rate uh let's let's move forward here a little bit and uh and talk about you know uh High school experience, uh, were there any state tournament? I know the answer to this, but were there any state tournament bursts uh, in your years at the high school group, and and why or why not? No, there was not. And in fact, I it was it's actually really interesting. Like you know, you, you know, obviously I'll plug Greenway here a little bit too. I still got a little bit of green blood there. Um, you know, we played them all the way up through youth hockey, and and did considerably well against them um until Bantams and things really started to the gap really closed the scores really became close we ended up splitting with them and then for my three years of high school hockey we never beat Greenway one time really yeah yeah those were the guyers or another yeah thinking obviously yeah Gino and and uh, Andy Pony. and yeah, Adam Johnson, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Bo Geisler, uh, Marco, I think was there for a while. Those were some tough teams. Yeah, Josh Miskey. That was a whole, were that's a whole trap line right to UMD. Everyone yeah, well, mentioned except for Gino and, and, and Andy. And they, and they were they were quite good all the way through. And obviously, they got a state tournament opportunity in yeah. 2000 and and represented well. Yeah. So there's there was a, a little frame of time there again where. There was, I think it started where there was some ups and downs where it was Grand Rapids and then it was Greenway and then it was Rapids and Greenway. And there was a a time frame there in the 90s where Rapids struggled with Greenway. And I remember some of the first years that that started to happen through my high school career in 1996, 95, 96. Mm -hmm. We go on a 13 game winning streak and Greenway's coming to the house and and of course our student sections get really excited they're putting up signs 13 and 0 13 and 0 and uh it's not looking so good at the end of the game Greenway's <laughs> is beating the crap out of us and they just got chicken scratch with another piece of paper and hung up 13 and 1 and yeah. <laughs> they knocked us off and and actually lo and behold they were the team to knock us off in the semifinals over in Hibbing uh, and DJ Hill scores a game winner. It was a two to one game. And those were some tough years uh, and Greenway was really good those years. So good plug. And and it seemed like it continued through that time frame. Well, I, I think like, I mean, again, you, you date yourself and you say back then, but I mean, when you were talking about teams in that era, Hibbing was top notch rapids, top notch Greenway, top notch Virginia top. I mean, you had teams that Eveleth. I mean, yeah. they were all pretty, a lot of parity between all of them. 
Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because then the next year, my senior year, then it would, and we ended up losing to Duluth East in the semifinals that year, and Hibbing and Duluth East played in the finals. Mm -hmm. So the only only year I actually made it to the section finals in the sophomore year was Rapids and Duluth East. So, but some interesting uh, ties to the Iron Range, which we'll get into. We'll talk to, we'll talk about some other stuff once we get through his college experience. We'll talk about some time in Hibbing, some time in Rapids, some time in Greenway, and some time to think and reflect, which is what we're doing now with all, all, alongside of all your elite league stuff. And uh, so, so shifting on to uh, some junior hockey, you, you played some junior just after high school. Where did you go? Uh, I played two years in Omaha um, for the Lancers. Lancers and, and uh, a familiar coach there. Uh, in uh, Mike Hastings. Yeah. Yeah. He was, oh, that was, that was yeah. Okay. Yep. Mike Hastings was a coach there. So I went from, from Coach Hastings to Craig Dahl for two years, and then got to have uh, uh, Coach Monsko, um for his start of his um, college career at St. Cloud. St. Cloud State. Well, let's let's go back to the junior thing. But they still selling out back then. Still the premier place to play Omaha. Omaha I mean, yeah. Still the- so I went through the transition with the arena. Uh, my first year in Omaha, they were they played at XR Ben, which. Yeah. Is Nebraska spelled backwards? Yeah, exactly. Um, and it was literally a barn, and we didn't play a home game for like the first nine months or the first whole month of uh, October or whatever because the rodeo was in town. Uh, <laughs> oh so we it and, and I think it, I mean they you know I don't know if it was designed that way, but it actually worked out pretty well because you're you're new to the to the city. It's a new team, a new group of guys, and we spent the whole the whole month of October on the road and, and, um, and the bus, the and bus, the bus hotels and, and legendary bus rides, a lot of good <laughs> bonding experiences there, but certainly a great experience, uh, down there and playing in that league and getting the opportunity to play for coach Hastings. So was Thunder Bay still in the league then? No. Oh, okay. Imagine that ride. Omaha no. to Thunder Bay. <laughs> I, I think our, we did a, we did a ride to Chicago. That wasn't, you know, a, a quick jaunt no. by any stretch in green Bay. Oh yeah, it was a good yeah. trek um, for sure. And then you know, my second year, um, you know, I, I played limited games because I got hurt uh, three games into the season. I, I broke my jaw and was wired up, wired shut for you know eight weeks or something. And then, unbeknownst to me, I got the flu like immediately after, <laughs> which was kind of a blessing in disguise in the fact that really good I didn't get it while I had it wired shut, but. <laughs> Yeah. After I did get it, you know, I thought it, the big thing was eating, right? Like yeah. I was blending spaghetti, blending Chef Boyardee, yeah. ravioli, oh. you know, cranberry juice was a big thing. Tomato soup with Worcester sauce oh. was huge. And I mean, that was just great to have. And But when I got them off, I was so excited to just, I'm going to Taco Bell. Yeah. Or back then, actually, what they had, <laughs> they had fazolis. Fazolis. So, that was That was great, the chicken parm and. I thought I'm going to go down there. Well, it's very similar to like, if you lay on your hand for an extended period of time, it gets very stiff. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I got them off and I'm like, and I was like, they're off, but I can't open my mouth still. What's going on here? Well, it was so tight. Sure. So three days later I got sick and like was forced to open it up. (laughs) (laughs) The the vomiting makes you open your mouth. Yeah. uh, and that, then I was able to start eating. <laughs> well, it sounds like it sounds like a great uh, a great era era in the USHL during that time frame. Uh, so, 
a couple of years at junior hockey's one or two years two you two, played yeah two and then off to St. Cloud State and you had Craig Dahl there at the beginning and then when Bob Motzko came in after CD decided to retire and mm-hmm. uh how, how was that experience any trips to NCAA tournament times or yeah we we went to the NCAA tournament my senior year and we played Maine and we had a we were in, we had Bobby Gefford right our goalie and he was he was all world and the savior for, for us. And Andreas Nodal, who had a tremendous freshman year, I think he had 40 points, Ryan Lash, guys like that. And, um, you know, as freshmen, they really carried the the mail quite a bit, obviously, and went on to have, you know, pretty high end successful careers later on. Did you put one of the Marvins around that time? Is that Marvin there? No, no, Aaron Marvin was after me. Oh, yeah, right. from War Road. But I was see if he brought you in any fishing trips. You know, I have gone on a fishing trip with. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they can't get enough of it up there. <laughs> Best places to go up there. Yeah, but we uh, we did have we did go to the NCAA tournament um, my senior year and played Maine out in Rochester and you know we were that was the first trip that our class made, you know, through our four years there. And, um, you know, we were kind of picked to do pretty well out there. And I know, I remember Justin Fletcher scored and we were up one to nothing after the first and Ben Bishop was the goalie for, for Maine. And, uh, we're feeling pretty good. We've had a good successful season and things were trending well and it didn't end that way. (laughs) It, It ended six to one. And that was the, uh, that was the end of that. So that would have been see oh two oh six, oh seven oh seven. Okay, okay, yeah. So a successful career into St. Cloud State and college hockey, and you know, just in our little pre-chat here, uh, something I didn't know is that you you went off right after college and spent a little bit of time playing some professional hockey. Where did you end up going? after St. Cloud State. I'm I'm reluctant to call that level professional. <laughs> uh yeah, it, it, I I guess yeah, I played I after we had lost to to Maine there's you know like the gap where there's the end of the year and yep. You know, if you got a couple of credits short or whatever and online it was starting to be pretty, you know, just kind of getting going or whatever around that time. So I think I had like an art class left or something. And um I ended up going to Utah for the end of this end of that season. And I think I played like six games there. Andy Sertich was there. So nice familiar face to get going. And that was a fun experience. Um, my second game there, you know, second game in Utah, I got hit and broke my orbital bone. Ooh, and so I was new there and end up having surgery on my orbital bone, but I did play two days later. Uh, but I went from a face mask in college to no face mask. And that lasted all of two days. Uh-huh. So then I had to go back to the high tech and finish, <laughs> out the, finish out the time there. And so that's Utah Grizzlies. Yeah. And that's a pretty big cell in town, right? They're it was, it, was, it was. And then they had the, they had a great arena. It was, they built it for like the Olympics. You know, there oh, Utah, no, so they had a super nice rink and you play an Olympic ice. I don't even remember. Oh, okay. So the league that it. you played in was was what league? It was the coast. At the that East time. Coast League. Yeah. 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 So and for the listeners that don't know at the time frame, you've got the NHL, the AHL, and the East Coast. League. And maybe the IHL with the AHL at that time. The so I, I think at the time. I think it was the UH. They did have the U-Haul. Oh the yeah. Like yeah, that City was and below the coast. Yep. Okay. Uh, but there was some uh, some again 
combination of the IHL and the U-Haul and doing stuff like that. And then of course the U-Haul ended up going bye-bye and a lot of people ended up going overseas, which sounded like there could have been a few opportunities to go overseas to play. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, after, after Utah, I, uh, I went back and ended up like, you know, committing or signing or whatever to go to them to start that year. They ended up, um, they got affiliated with the Islanders that year and they ended up bumping a lot of guys down and I ended up getting waived like three weeks into the tryout or two weeks. So I didn't have a place to play. Sure. Right. So I came home, started my trek to the casino and Taco John's. What happened to the art class? I could see you just loving the art class. <laughs> yeah. I, that was, yeah, I got through it, <laughs> you know, graduated and, so yeah, so I ended up doing the casino runs, living at home. You win, you go to Taco John's. You don't win, you go home, and just kind of waiting for things to play out for someone to need a player or what whatnot. And ended up going to Corpus Christi uh, by about mid November and played down there. And Gino Parrish was there, okay. another Husky, and he actually picked me up at the at the airport if I remember correctly, and I got to know him pretty well and certainly a character in himself <laughs> good guy and fun good fun, fun to be around just really fun to be around and good type of leader you know i mean yeah, I think, kid? Yeah. yeah and i think he was 33 and i was 23 at the time so you know yeah. i you know you know the name obviously and yeah i know he played at st cloud and it's like how long ago you know and you know but so that was a good time and i i mean i that's when like things kind of the old career started coming to a halt there and, and we were playing in Laredo. Um, actually funny story about that. We were in Laredo and I remember staying down there and that's really close to Laredo Nuevo, which is by the, the border. And I remember like the drug cartels were really kind oh, yeah. of going on at the time. And, and for whatever reason in that time frame, that seemed to be a big thing or whatever and we, you, you don't go outside after dark or, you know, they kind of kept you protected. And we were off in a decent little nice hotel or whatever. And I remember turning on the news and I called my mom and I was like, hey, turn on the news. And she turned it on and they're talking about it. And I said, I'm there. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm literally here. I'm, I'm there, Bob. I'm yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. And uh, not that particular game, but just I bring up Laredo because it reminds me of that. But when we were playing at home, you know, in Corpus Christi, uh, I got hit from behind and this is where the stories really get kind of fun. I got hit from behind and, you know, it, it really was my fault. I mean, I did a power turn to the wall and the kid coming to hit me, just hit it at the perfect time. And I hit perfectly into the wall and didn't get up, you know, and I, I wanted to, but you know, I, I really couldn't get up and they came out and got me off the ice and you know a lot of my friends have heard this story and and laugh about it but you know because it's funny now because thankfully nothing yeah thankfully you didn't get paralyzed but anyway they you come off the ice and i get picked up and you know my arm they're basically you know holding me up skating me off the ice and i remember the trainer saying yeah i think you pulled your lats and i was like i don't but think so like i think I'm there like that. and i go something's wrong you know because at that then i started getting spasms or whatever yeah in my back and and so i said this something's wrong you know and i couldn't really couldn't move i mean i wasn't any type of paralysis or anything like that but it was so like tense you know my whole body felt like it was flexed 
Yeah. And um, uh, I'm not kidding you. The ice ray mascot carried me down the hallway to a GMC 96 Jimmy, loaded me in it, took me to Corpus Christi Hospital. And I remember sitting there and the doctor was just this little Hawaiian gal and she was so sweet and nice and she was being really nice to me and they had me on the table and whatever. And uh, all of this, I hear her start yelling, you know, like just screaming at the guy, at the trainer. And you never do that. And I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? She comes in and she's like, honey, you have a broken neck. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you should not. So now I got this. Up. Now I'm like, oh boy, like, what yeah, does that mean? Big, you yeah. know, and she goes, we're going to transport you into ICU and do all this type of stuff or, you know, whatever, you know, wherever they do that, like, you know, and um, yeah, she, uh, you know, and I ended up having a fracture and they had to take x-rays and stuff like that. And it was C7 fracture. And, and uh, I remember being in the x-ray machine and they gave me morphine and you can feel morphine come throughout your body, you know, and I'm laying there all by myself getting, waiting for this x-ray and I can feel it coming through. And I started, you know, I'm paralyzed. I'm because I could feel the numbness and oh, you know, no. going down and she goes, no, that's just the morphine. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, no so then they transferred me to, to Corpus Christi spawn or whatever. And, and uh, I ended up staying there for, I think it was three, three days, three days. I ended up staying there and I, I remember getting there and I don't know how like descriptive we can be here, but I remember getting there and I just, I, you, you can't, I couldn't, I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> right. Right. But, yeah. but they didn't, they didn't want to let me get up. You sure. know what I mean? And I was trying to convince the guy to just tilt the board and just let me go to the bathroom. Yeah. And they, he just wasn't having that. No. And I just wanted to avoid the catheter by all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we're kind of waiting and he's like giving me a second to like, see if I could go, but I, I just, it wouldn't come out. I wanted it to, but it wouldn't. But it wouldn't. Yeah. And, and so they're waiting and they're trying to make this decision. And all of a sudden this guy comes in and he, I hear the screaming and he was in a car crash and, and uh, they had to put a catheter in him, but they were, he was screaming like ungodly and, I go, geez, it really hurts that bad. And he goes, nah, he's got the drip. So it's not that bad. It's not good either. You know, so he had, he had some other issues going on. But nonetheless, I didn't avoid that either. So um, ended up doing that and that was it. And that was pretty much pretty much the end of, uh, of my skating. And, you know, just not being able to give it up. You know, I tried to come back in October the following year and, Actually, um, uh, Kurt Kleinendorf, who was with uh, New Jersey at the time, got me a chance to go out to Trenton, where I spent about a month and a half, never played a game, never, you know, did it, never, never did, you know, never skated, in fact, for a month and a half, because I couldn't pass the, the physical, came home, um, and, you know, kind of had a chance in the second league and in Germany and and um, thought I'd just go out there and kind of close it out. And everybody talks about Europe. And I ended up not going, you know, kind of a chicken out. I didn't know if I'd go over there and make it. And I didn't want to get stuck over there and, you know, and not, you know, I a lot of anxiety and stuff like that. So ended up, you know, packing her in and coming home and got in, got into coaching. 
Well, yeah, real go quick, ahead. Real quick, just before we carry on here, I got to do a quick ad read here. So I want to talk about our, our friends over at the Ring Sports Bar and Grill, just down from the Hockey Hall of Fame in Eveleth. And we told you all winter to buy those gift cards. Remember, read the, the gift card deal. So now's the time to yeah. use your gift card, breakfast, lunch, dinner, full bar, full menu, Friday fish fry, of course, daily specials, very hockey themed. If you haven't been there, go check it out. It's a great place. Michelle will take good care of you. 248-8582. You can order ahead or you can go to the ringsportsbarandgrill.com. Um, they've got the breakout rooms we've talked about. So if you've got any kind of banquets, uh, wedding reception, anything like that, you can check them out too. So the Ring Sports Bar and Grill over in Eveleth. Great spot. Uh, again, about a pitching wedge shot from yep. the Hockey Hall of Fame. Just down. Yeah, exactly. just from the hockey. I like to say from five seasons there. That's kind of my <laughs> Harley Davidson shot that I like to go to. But at any rate, uh, so the playing's done. Uh, career is changing. You start a big boy job and you're in the area and you bump into uh, some old friends that that played with your dad. Yeah, the Desenzos, um, Mark and uh, Pete were coaching there at the time. And actually in the gapping between when I was still trying to play and trying to decide it, I think it was 2008, um, I skated captain's practice with them. And Nick was a 10th, uh, Nick, Mark's son was a 10th grader. Jammer was a senior. Uh, Ryan Johnson was there. Uh, Hanno, the infamous Hanno. Yeah, well, everyone knows uh, Hanno. Not him, famous Hanno. He's very... <laughs> Very famous. So it would be interesting. Coach Hanno now. Coach Hanno. Coach Hanno now. It'd be interesting. We start digging into this because now we'll hear if it's Hibbing Chisholm or Chisholm Hibbing. He likes to say Chisholm first, but okay. It was Hibbing Chisholm. Okay. All right. Now we got. In some... fact, I, again, I, I there was a reason why there was no red in the jersey. Yeah. Well, yeah. The girls have the red. I noticed, but the boys yeah. don't. Well, just like the Grand Rapids Green Bay Lightning, there's some green there, but yeah. <laughs> Well, hi, Ducal. He makes sure he puts the green in there now. I'll see that. I've got a jersey in here. He makes it really proud. So you had some time. You started in. You, you skated some captain's practice there. Yeah. Uh, and then found yourself, uh, I think, in the pre-chat, coaching in two different places. Yeah, bas basically volunteering with Mark. And I ended up coaching in Rapids. So the first year I coached, I assisted Mark in Hibbing as a, as a volunteer and coached uh, – Rapids Bantams in um, in Grand Rapids the same year. So basically, I'd go to work, go to hitting practice, come home, eat, and then it worked out good for for practices in Rapids because they didn't start until you know eight thirty nine o'clock at night. So then you get done and start it all over again. And and you know back then like teams kind of traveled together too, right? So Rapids had their schedule built around you know Bantams followed the high school team. Hibbing and Rapids were trading off with like Warroad and Roseau. Yep. And so it kind of really worked out. So you'd coach Hibbing and then go to Roseau and do the Bantam stuff. And yeah, it was a awesome experience and got to uh, meet some great kids, obviously. Well, that's kind of where a lot of, a lot of, uh, I mean, I'll say it, you're a humble enough guy that you won't say this, but a lot of some of these big timers that we see, playing right now that had some really successful high school colleges career and now professionals a few of them were on your Bantam team there in Grand Rapids some of them played for you in Hibbing as well too but uh, just to name a few on that Bantam team in Rapids you had guys like Avery Peterson uh Hunter Shepard who just wins the Calder Cup and MVP uh, a couple of those guys that played on there was was Jay Bischoff on that squad as well that. too yeah so this is a group now that of guys that played as peewees uh, in the state tournament back in like 07, 08. 
and then again a couple of years later they're playing in the state batam a tournament and grant is a part of that program and apparently made it to a state tournament there as well with the rapids bantams yeah yeah we uh we came up a little short with uh woodbury um in that season in the title game and if i correct i believe we lost two to one and jake gensel had a thing in that so, <laughs> never heard of him yeah yeah right but that was uh that was obviously a fun experience great group of kids they've they've gone and and uh had great careers and you know great hockey players but you know they're fantastic uh fantastic human beings i yeah. feel I have a pretty good relationship with uh with with quite a few of them and um um yeah, I mean, it's just, you'd love to see them have that kind of success. Oh, no question about it. So success coming from that Grand, Grand Rapids Bantam A team at the same time you're uh, coaching in Hibbing and that stint at Hibbing lasted how many years? Six or seven years. I think we went to the the um, uh, state tournament and uh, you know, yeah, 11, 11. 2011. Adam, Adam Johnson was a 10th grader. I, Mick was a senior that year, yeah. I believe. Um, Mick or Mike Petrovnik. Mike Petrovnik, uh, Joey Bessel. Anderson, Bess Bessel was a yeah. 10th grader. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. We had those guys. And I think we finished fourth. We beat Lords. Lords up here. Oh, Jake Doherty. Jake Captain, Doherty. Yeah. And then lost to lost to Hermantown. And that might have been where my my uh Hermantown uh the spies began. <laughs> that could very well, well be. That was a great game though, because that was yeah. they they're always up one, but then they were that's up, the they game that, up a couple. Yeah, that was the game that put Adam on the map. Yeah. Why don't you tell everyone what happened to Adam that game? Yeah, Adam, Adam had a highlight. We were down by two goals, and it just, they, you know, in typical Hermantown fashion, they just, we were down, and it was bam, bam, bam. And I think we were down, you know, three or four to one real quick. And then Adam decided to, uh, to, to introduce himself to everybody and <laughs> yeah. had quite the game. He did. And, and we got pretty close, you know, yeah, ended yeah. up, ended up short. And, um, I don't know. I think what Hermantown go on to St. Thomas Academy. Yeah. I believe. This was 2011. Yeah. 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 I can go back to where I was in 2011. It was, I was in Wilmer and we lost on the section files that finals to Alexandria. So they went one and done or O2 barbecue in the tournament that year. But, mm -hmm. but so that we almost met up in the tournament that year. Had we not, dropped it to alexandria in the section finals do you remember let's give jake some praise do you remember when jake lords that first game that night steps out of the penalty box doherty uh, yeah yeah puck, puck half without a stick breakaway, half breakaway and he drilled it i do i do that's the shelf jake there's your shout out i know you're a listener yeah he did uh that was a good uh good goal for him he's a good player for us yeah that was a good group i mean who did you who'd you beat to get there marshall virginia Oh, in fact, we had Trump. I mean, can't yes. forget Trump because yes. he was a huge part of it. But I do remember, and I know, I know Garrett listens, but we, uh, we beat him five to one. And I mean, they were the favorite for yeah. sure. Yeah. And Garrett came down, you know, and, and first shift of the game had a breakaway yeah. and right. Trump shut the door on him. And, and it was kind of, you know, we had, we kind of took off after that and, and were able to that was a battle for about five years in a yeah, row. Virginia beat back us. and forth. They won in ten quite often, and they won in nine. Yeah. So, and I think they won in five. So five, nine, ten, and then it was section finals for three, four years in a row. Hibbing versus Virginia in the section finals, and then 
you guys go on 11. That was Keith Hendrickson's last year. And then I came in the next year. At Virginia. Yeah. I, I think Hibbing the year before we played Hibbing too, in the final, right. But I think Mark went to the state section or the section final, some ridiculous amount of times in a row. Yeah. Like it was eight or nine times. Yeah. Well, and, cause it was you and Marshall a bunch of times. Yeah. Hibbing and Marshall. And, it, it, but if Virginia beat us, I know the year before. Yep. I am pretty, pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, that would have been Ryan Johnson senior. Ryan senior year. Yeah. 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 Hibbing got us, or uh, Virginia yeah. beat us pretty badly. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's interesting. So you, you spent that amount of time um, in Hibbing, uh, stopped coaching in Hibbing, ended up back uh, in the Grand Rapids Youth Association for a couple of years, mm -hmm. high school for a year, came back and helped with the Pee Wees for a year. Uh, and then another opportunity uh, opened up uh, over in Coleraine. Yeah, I mean, it kind of kind of came out of nowhere, but you know, I had a, an itch to you know be a head coach and kind of try to you know run with a program a little bit. And you know, they uh, they put in a lot of work over there to to get where they were, and um, you know, the, the opportunity kind of came and you know, certainly knew what they had coming up from being able to play, you know, coach Rapids youth hockey teams against them. And, yeah. and they were, they were pretty good with, with Ben and, and uh, Dante and, you know, Nikolai Ryla and guys, you know, Christian Miller, like Christian right? Miller yeah. yeah. Draboyevich, they were all yeah. there. And yeah, I took that opportunity and, you know, it, absolutely one of the best uh experience of my life the five times i had or five years i had over there that many years huh? that many years like that. Yeah. So it was five and it went by quick I yeah, remember. but i remember actually you and i having a couple of conversations because i was currently at virginia and you were making decision on whether or not you're going to take that job and we talked a couple times about yeah. it uh and and then obviously you took the position and we faced off a bunch of times and played and and i can probably count uh once or twice and we had two meetings every single year for i think we only played against you i was there four years when you were there for five i think i think we played probably eight times and i think as a, when i was coach we only beat you one time i'll challenge that i think it was zero <laughs> and, uh, and you know, i don't know that you might have got us once one time in virginia at the minors and it was i think it was in it was either 17 or it was 16. But get, there get was on the, the one get get on a, tra tra Yeah, tra there was one time. I'll tell you the best. This is the best Reed Larson coaching against story I ever had. <laughs> the story and a week for a break. This yeah, is the best story ever regarding Reed because it, it shows the character of you as a human being. Absolutely. And it was in the section semifinal, and you were up one to nothing. After first, you had Sites, Jake Sites. He had mm -hmm. a tremendous year. You had a great team that year. And uh, I believe Ben blew a wheel, blew a tire. Mm -hmm. He had a bad skate and it was affecting him. It was either Ben or it was, it was Ben. I'm almost positive it was. And I remember like talking with the Serbia. I was like, hey, this is we got we don't have a sharpener we don't have a sharpener so anyway we certainly ended up getting us a sharpener after this but we didn't have a sharpener and i asked reed had one do you remember this yeah and yeah. and and i and and he came out I and mean, virginia's got the lead and i said hey do you, do you if you want to say no i get it you know but 
we need a skate sharpen. And I think Strooks did it. Strooks did it. And, and he was the guy that sharpened all our skates. And the guy, when anything that Strooks ever did, he wanted to make sure he was the best at whatever he did. Yeah. And that was one thing. I'll tell you what, he, the guy could sharpen a heck of a skate. Well, it, it must have, it must have did a good job because yeah. after that, Reed goes, I said, Reed, I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot for doing this. And, uh, he goes, hey, no problem, Grant. You'd have done it for me. And I walked away and I was like, not a chance. <laughs> and uh, and the game ended in our uh, in our favor uh, pretty, pretty drastically. Yeah, after the first period, you guys took took yeah. a handle. And I think yeah. Nikolai Ryla had the game of his life that night. He, did, he had a great tournament, yeah. a section tournament. Yeah, and, and yeah, I uh, I do remember that. Like, I, I'd like to believe I would have done that for you, Reed, but... I don't know, man. Maybe not. If it was Jake Sight's skates, I would have done it. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think that was my last year there, too, because we lost in the semifinals to you guys that last year, and you guys went on to play Hermantown. That was the year we lost in double overtime. Double overtime, yeah. Yeah, in in 17-18. Yep. All right, just real quick, Jake. I played with Jake Sight's a couple weeks ago. That kid is humming right now. But um, anyway, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Two with Miss McGill show. A quick word from our friends over at Iron Range Apparel. I always call it the gift buyer's paradise. So if you're looking for something uh, for anybody, kids, wife, girlfriend, just not both at the same time, you want to go to Iron Range Apparel. Um, they are the exclusive provider of the ODR outdoor rink uh, clothing line. They have hats, jerseys, um, all kinds of swag, uh, baseball caps, winter caps. So like I said, if you're looking for that perfect gift for somebody, Iron Range Apparel, it's in the Thunderbird Mall over in Virginia. All right. We're still here with Coach Grant Clafton. Right away, Rito. Yeah. So we were getting into, uh, you know, our conversations with Greenway and um, talking about how that kind of you, you kind of came in at, a, at a, a great time to develop that program and some some really good youth teams coming through at the time. A uh, couple of trips, those that group now that was big and a little foreshadow trip to the state tournament and hockey day in Minnesota. Uh, but a few years before that you, you had, so I watched some battles because my cousin was at the same age as Ben Trombley and Dante Lawson and did a lot of summer hockey with those guys playing with the iron rage blast. Uh, those groups played against each other and back, you know, whenever we have districts and regions uh, with iron range, Lots of times two teams from the Iron Range could make it onto the state tournament. Uh, and they made it to the state tournament as Peewees, both Greenway and Virginia. And then they made it, both teams made it to the state tournament. The Bantams, both Greenway and Virginia, made it to those state tournaments. And uh, both times Greenway made it on farther into the winner's bracket or farther on. Um, but just a little bit of, uh, I guess, the history of the group and those kids coming through and the opportunity to, to see a, Hey, this is going to be a fun time to take that program over and an opportunity for you to continue developing players. So you had guys like Ben Trombley and a special year where you got to host in Bemidji or not to host, you got to go to uh hockey day in Minnesota where Bemidji hosted and you guys got to play there. How was hockey day in Minnesota? Oh, it was a great experience. I mean, that was, you know, in a lot of people's eyes, probably our chance to to play on, you know, TV or FSN as a high school program being that, you know, losing to Hermantown, you know, the two other years prior to, to go to the state tournament and 
you know, it was a, it was an awesome experience for those kids. And I mean, that, that was really the time where our tournament or our, our season kind of turned around. I mean, we were, we were five and five and 13, I think going into hockey day and, you know, actually maybe we were five and 12, but hockey day made us five and 13 because we lost to Bemidji and I believe after hockey day, we ran the table and didn't lose again until the state championship game. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it, um, it was a huge, uh, huge kind of start because, you know, we, that was a fun event, you know, it wasn't obviously you want to win. I mean, we want to win and, you know, everybody wants to win, you know, I mean, but we, we made it an event. We tried to make sure all the kids enjoyed it. You know, I think, you know, I, I hope, you know, looking back that most of the kids got to play and got an opportunity into that game and, and uh, something for them to remember. And yeah, after that, it's kind of lightning kind of struck, you know, quite a few times in a row and, and things worked out. Well, it, it's uh, not only it was, was that the season in 1819 or the first time since what, two th- year 2000? Yeah, uh, when Greenway made it, two thousand two, two thousand two. Oh no, two thousand one, two thousand one, two thousand one. Yeah, yeah, where they made it back to the state tournament, and um, not only was it the first time since then they made it, uh, but but it was also the first time that you know, quote, a blue collar team had an opportunity and a legitimate single A team that's got low numbers and has to fight to put both of RC and JV squad together to actually knock off the juggernaut of Hermantown to go to the state tournament. And, and I, I remember watching, uh, sitting at the Amsoil arena, watching that section final game and watching Dante Lawson score that goal. And, and I, and I gotta tell you it growing up in Grand Rapids, it, it was always really difficult to cheer for the green team. Um, but I remember cheering really hard mm-hmm. sitting there, hoping that Greenway wins this game. And I jumped sitting at the drink rail and smacked my head on the top right up there because I was sitting in there. I think I was in, it wasn't the drink rail was in the alumni room where that, where the ceiling was short, but I jumped when they scored and when they scored that goal. And that just goes to show you that so many people in the iron range in Northern Minnesota were cheering for Greenway to win. And this was my first year back in Grand Rapids. I had already left Virginia. I was already, I was here as helping with the Bantam team here in Grand Rapids that first year I was here. Uh, And I remember just so excited to watch and, and see Greenway win that game. So that feeling of of winning that game, I saw the tears, I saw the smiles, I saw the excitement from all of the staff, the players. How does that feel to knock off the juggernaut that has been dominating Section 7A for a decade? And actually, what were you thinking about going in? And then go into what Reed said. What were you thinking going into this one? Going into the game? Yeah. What would uh, I was thinking, let's, you know, what I was really worried about was Denfeld, you know, just getting past Denfeld because they had beaten us during the season. Okay. And it was, you know, we need to, we need to take care of them. And, and Dante uh, had a special performance in that game too. Mm-hmm. And, and then we kind of got ready for, uh, for, uh, for Hermantown. And it's one of those things where you just throw your chips on the table and, and hope it, hope it kind of works out. And that group of kids was so resilient all year. I mean, you know, we battled a lot of injuries. We had a really tough schedule. 
a lot of, you know, a lot of losses, you know, as the old slap shot, but it's, it was the most unique thing because they, they never quit. They never doubted. I mean, the leadership that we had from Dante and Christian and, and Ben and, and Nikolai and, and guys like that, that had been the Cam Lance Cam was Lance. A, this <laughs> extraordinary part of that yeah. team. I mean, as good as everybody played without him, it just, it just doesn't happen. And, um, you know, our, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was just resilient. So I, I wasn't thinking anything more than let's go give it a shot, you know, and see what happens. And what was practice like that week where they lose practice they was really interesting because I wasn't there. I had to go to work for a meeting the night before we played Hermantown. So <laughs> I, I missed about, we, I think 30 had him go for an hour and loose loosened up and, and, you know, as good demeanor I remember calling him on the way home and you know how to go and and uh you know he's like good I mean it was good everybody seemed relaxed probably because I wasn't there I mean that's probably the best thing that can happen really yeah. and uh and you know sir got him ready and I I do remember I do remember talking to him on the bench I I think we were down two to one or something like that right and we were down two to one or and uh we tied it and it went into overtime and it went into double overtime. And I remember looking at him and being like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, <laughs> I did not see this happening again. Like to relive what we had just yeah. gone through the year before yeah. to get all the way back here to the exact same point. And then you're just looking for a bounce at the end of the day. And if you watch the clip, Aaron Elich was skating down the side. He got kind of slashed. Yep. The stick comes out of his hands and he caught it and threw it on net and uh Dante was right there to put it in and, and that was kind of the kind of the end of it and it was just a great experience for the for the for the kids the community you know I mean you, you know people rag on Hermantown a little bit but the reality is is they have a outstanding program 100 and that's why they continue to 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 pound to pound teams and have success and you know, I've gotten to know a, a lot of those players that have gone through there over the years and, and just, I, you can't say enough about how great a kids they are and they do it the right way there as far as, you know, getting, you know, prepared and they live and breathe hockey and, you know, they think, think they do the, they do it the right way, despite, despite the the crap that they get, I give them, you get, you know, we all give it a lot, yeah, and, and a lot of it stems from, you know, jealousy and the fact sure. that, you know, it, it, you'd love to have that, you know, and, and I think for, for us, you know, like for, for me personally, that experience that I got out of that more than anything was great reward for the Greenway program and those kids that did all that work to get to that point, yeah. you know, the players played and they showed up and, and, and they brought us there, you know, but for me, I always believed that, we could beat them like yeah. genuinely believed it. And I would get, well, great season, too bad. You'll never go to the state tournament. Great season, too bad for those kids. You'll never, you can't get by Hermantown. And it was just, you know, like, uh, I'd, yeah, said, what do you do? You know? And I, I think the biggest, the biggest part of me, it was like, you know, what? I, I want to just shove it up their ass. You know, and <laughs> yeah. I, I just, that's, that was my mindset. Yeah. Like I just, I, but the biggest thing for that I got out of it was, that if you actually genuinely believe and you put the work in that those kids did and you truly believe and you don't fake it, 
you got a real chance. And you know what? It, I, I don't think it was anything more than any other game, that a big game like that. I mean, you get a bounce and it, and it goes in. It could have went the other way a handful of times yeah. uh, earlier. It could have went our way the year before a couple of times. Yeah. You know, and, and you got the right goal pending at the right time in Logan, right between the pipes. Yeah. He was spot on that night. Yeah, he was he was dialed in, and we needed him to put up forty. There's no question about it. He yep. doesn't put up forty, we don't go. And yep. and and he he did that, and and uh, the rest is history. But it was it was a good. It was just it's it's what sports is supposed to be like. You you play games to for a reason. You know, and people, it happens in every single sport, every single year. You well, know, there's always an upside. Yeah. And there's a, there's another piece to this too, that, that it comes out in your coaching style. It comes out in the, the type of person that you are. But I remember listening to, uh, I don't know if it was an interview or a short presentation at the school afterwards uh, and people wanting to, to give you praise and, and say everything that you've done with the program. And I remember you just saying, you know, time out wait a second, like, I, I want to acknowledge these people that put all the time in before I got here. And you mentioned Pat Geyer, you mentioned Bird Lawson, you mentioned all these guys that had worked with these kids through and and that would have been a really good opportunity for, uh, for an arrogant coach to take all of the credit. And okay, look at me, I came in here and and a few short years, I take them to the state tournament. And the first thing you do is, is to hit the timeout button and say, I want to acknowledge these people because this trophy means as much to them and their time as it does to anybody else. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, and, I mean, when you get to high school, the players play, right? I mean, we were, we, we did what we did because we had the players to do it yeah. know, for one, but, you know, I, I believe, you know, a big believer in, you know, when you're a high school coach and a head coach and, and so on and so forth. You're, you're responsible for a program. And that means from mites to squirts to peewees to bantams all the way up. And yeah, I think that's where that is all bred and all started. Yep. And I had absolutely nothing to do with that. That was the 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 Beckiches, the parents, the Tron, you know, AJ, you know, guys like that, Chris Miller, you know, Art Ryla, guys like that 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 really wanted the best for their kids and put the time in. And yeah. that was, that was them. I mean, my role in that was nothing more than kind of being there at the right time and offering what I could and, you know, trying to keep the the belief there. And, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if you were going to bring it up, but you talk about the, uh, the article and uh, that just got published on yeah it, in the in all the news thing yeah the rink line the reality of it is that the parents really can make make or break the season and I mean you know everybody's emotional and has you know some thoughts and would do things different but you know for the most part of it you know it was a pretty smooth sailing and I mean I think. AJ Trombley was the most positive person I ever met. I mean, I remember talking to him after games and, you know, just another loss, you know, loss here, Ben's hurt, you know, it, it just, he, it just, it's almost like he kind of, you know, kept things going in, in a positive light and he, he never lost the hope. Yeah. I feel like it's a reflection on his, on his kids. And when parents have that positive attitude and, and, and give that, you know, you can do it. It, 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 it bleeds through and, the the parents are a huge huge part of of the success of these teams. Yeah, for sure. I was going to echo the same thing when you know 
Well, for two comments on the section final year, we can move on. You guys contained beyond a beyond belief. But then, yeah, when they shoved that microphone in your face, you had all that emotion, and it was thanks, Pat Geyer, last and other. I mean, you truly did that. So you kids, you'll be coaching someday. Take a, a chapter out of Coach Clapton's uh, book here, and uh, there's a lot of people to give praise to besides yourself. So, yeah. So, yeah, we'll touch on that at the end. I, I want to get a few more opinions on the, the old Larry Olam stuff that, that happened at Orno at the end here. But um, so looking at that, that was your trip to the state tournament and in, in, uh, some phenomenal games. I, I remember, I think probably my most enjoyable game uh, was this was, was it the semifinal game? You guys beat Montemita in the semifinals. Was that who it was? Mm, yeah, that was a fun one. That was the most enjoyable game for me to watch. And then, uh, ended up losing to St. Cloud Cathedral in the championship game, which I uh, was destroyed at that point. Uh, I was actually wearing a green hat that day. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie to you. I've, uh, this was now, for you listeners out there, I had not yet become a coach for GRG. Okay, I was still Grand Rapids Bantam AA coach. The next year after Greenway takes second, I was wearing green a little bit, a little excited because they did that. I was happy for them. Uh, and then I get asked to help with GRG. So that's kind of how that happens. And I'm okay with green now because I coached for a year with GRG. At any rate, losing the in the state championship game and, and making a showing like that and putting Greenway back on the map, uh, you coached for how many more years before you, you hung it up in Greenway? I did one more. One more year. Yep, I did one more and... And then, uh, you know, life uh, kind of started for me. <laughs> well, let's let's real quick. Let's go back to any any stories, anything you really remember. I mean, because I played in the state tournament, it's a whirlwind. You know, mm -hmm. anything you really remember. You know, um, of course that the championship game was a, not without controversy with the replay. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, I certainly remember that. I, I, you know, I, I, what I really remember is going up one to nothing and get a getting a five minute power play and i for whatever reason my thought process was was we're gonna just stick it to them and try to go up three four nothing and, and hammer it down with our power play and it was the biggest mistake i probably could have made it's obviously at that point i was not smart enough to figure it out but looking back if i would have been able to do that again you know i would have i would have put you know the big unit out for for a minute and then took three to rest them because that would have been the chance to rest because they i mean they'd played pretty much the whole two games before that and i mean that's third game and and then put them out for the last 30 to try to get something out of it and you know but i mean we had momentum we were riding it and i thought let's let's try to stick a dagger into them and run away with this and pretty much tried to win the game in the first period and that was that was on me. So, um, you know, it happens and lesson learned. Anything um, else on that? No. Albert, well, what about, uh, you brought up a name, Cam Lance. I've had a chance to get mm -hmm. to know that kill, but what a character. Yeah. He's a bunch of one-liners. Huh? Yeah. I was, I golfed with him or and a, not with him, but I, I saw him for the first time in a while at, uh, Penn Gilly golf tournament this spring. And it's good to catch up with him. I think he's a pilot now. Oh, yeah. I think him and his brother are both, both pilots. So, so, so he gave me a story. He said, you know, Coach Blass is the best coach I ever had. But watch <laughs> out when when the when the hat got turned, look out. 
Is that true? Is that I don't know if I got a turn, but I, I go like this. and The hat turn and the head tilt. Oh, okay. Uh, that, 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 the hat turn and the head tilt because yeah. I've seen it. We've seen it from across the rink. I've seen it from across the bench. But the hat up and the head back, and you know we got props. That's grass. <laughs> That's the problem. Yep. Okay. So hoping that. <laughs> uh so moving on you you step down from greenway at this point in time you're deep into the elite league you've been doing it here for a couple of years you took over for pat guyer mm -hmm. uh and that's kind of your 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 niche to staying involved with high school hockey aside from that um you started up the last couple of years you started up the athletic peak performance oh this past season yeah yep yeah uh the, the treadmill program uh, that that you run where we've got treadmill dry land and, and whatnot and I get the pleasure of helping out with that with you and uh, and Brad Clayton um, you got that going on you've got uh, your summer camps that you run your quick skills camps that you run uh, been doing that here uh, the last I think you said you've been doing it almost 20 some years where you've been running 22, that 22 years yeah I think this is my 22nd year of doing that and it's funny because Jake and Avery Peterson I Jake Bischoff and he, that group of kids was the first group I had. I had just graduated high school and they were, you know, it's end of mites, early squirts, I think <laughs> it was. And then kind of got to know them all the way, all the way up. Uh, and they did everything, you know, with my stuff or, you know, our camps and in the summer all the way through. And so now the, Avery's a huge part of them. I mean, yeah. Avery worked them. Avery's an awesome time. coach. Yeah. Eh? Jake and Avery and Surdy um and pete miscovich are are all helping with that uh pete was also the coach of that bantam team that year so sure. it's kind of fun to you know kind of coming back to where he started with the same group of guys and i mean the whole focus point behind it is you know so much is said about you know specializing and and doing all this stuff but i i think a lot of it is in 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 the training portion of it you know i mean triple a for to a degree is fine but if you want to really get over the hump and and put some time into it i think you do need to do a little bit of extra work and i think there's no problem playing baseball but at the end of the day if you want to be a hockey player and 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 uh, that's what you want to do then i think by the time you're in you know peewees bantams I, I think it's at the very least you should be you should get getting some shooting and start shooting and and you know instead of watching tv go shoot 100 bucks and call it a day and and i th i think you know what what we're trying to do whether it continues on or or not and and i hope it does is provide a local place for kids to go to get quality instruction without having to go to the cities and being able to do it at a at a, a fair and appropriate price and I think that's a big part because I think that we need to, being from a small town, small area, small hockey community, I think you got to be really inclusive and make sure that everybody's getting that opportunity to to better themselves and and get going. And I I think that you know just the way society is right now, it, it's it's I mean when it when a stick costs three hundred and forty bucks, I mean I don't think I'm playing. Yeah, point. no. <laughs> I'll be honest like, with you, I can't. I, I will never spend that much money on a stick. I can't. I can't afford to. I don't know how people do it. But... Yeah, I mean, but they find a way. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, yep. and I think they'll mow lawns or something. I don't well, know. And, and and the thing is, is every everybody wants what's best for your, for their kids. I mean, becoming a parent three times now. Uh, you, you realize that you want 
what's best for your kids and you're willing to do anything you can for them. And that's great. But I feel like hockey is the one sport that really uses that against you. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different things that that you can throw money at and and whatnot and just hope that it all works out. And and I think it's really dangerous in the fact that it's like, you know, investing in the stock market. I mean, if you you buy stock with, with you know, a thousand bucks, I mean, you're not putting it in there to lose. You're putting it in there to gain and and show a return right is that what we're doing right (laughs) well you're open yeah but my point is is like you have parents that are are given the world to their kids yeah given the finances to their kids and you know i think you know are all of them doing it for the experience or is there an alternative motive at the end of the day that they think that is going to happen or they deserve right and if you do the work you deserve it. Yeah. But it's, it's goal setting. I mean, there's, I want, I'm here. I want to do this. Well, what are you going to do in the gap in between? Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a big thing that, you know, not everybody knows or, yeah. or everybody does. And it's, a you know, it's causes frustration. Right. All right. Let me get a quick ad read in here. Our new partners, uh, Fortune Bay Resort and Casino. So make plans today to visit Fortune Bay Resort and Casino on beautiful Lake Vermilion. Fortune Bay has 172 rooms and a smoke-free resort, indoor pool, full-service marina, RV park, world-class golf, several dining options, a bar, 24-7 gaming. Visit fortunebay.com for more details. And like I said, plan your trip. Today, I want to go back to a story I heard about Elite League. I've heard, you know, Scott Perunovich is not a guy in the media much, but I think it was a hockey hub interview a couple of years ago. But anyway... You're coaching him in the Elite League. Him and another guy or two are locker rooming in like a closet. Mm-hmm. Not in the main locker room. Game starts. Where's Scrap Runovich? I, I you remember that? I don't. Okay, he tells a story that they were in like some sort of closet or something, and the game starts, and and uh, all of a sudden they, they're like, gosh, it's been a while. We haven't heard a buzzer. I don't know if the buzzer didn't go off, and they open the door, and you guys are already on it. I mean, the game started, so they kind of – well, maybe you never know. Maybe you never know. Okay. And that doesn't surprise me about Scott, Scotty, you know, but he's one of those guys that, you know, you just you just kind of – you get frustrated with him because he knows how to push your buttons, but at the same time, he's in 10th grade and or 11, whatever he was in, and he's smarter than you are. <laughs> as an adult you're thinking my god he's knows so much more about it than i do right now (laughs) yeah how do i now you're trying to fake it like like how do i I and it's just like you throw your hands up and just let him go because he's just that gifted of a player and great kid and now he that was you know what that was one of the as far as like you know different years that was memorable because we had we had a phenomenal team that year i mean we had Dylan Sandberg, Scott Prunovich. Uh, I, I'm going to miss a ton. Um, Cole Kepke. Uh, we had Gavin and Blake McLaughlin. Alex Adams, I believe, was on the team. Um, I mean, Grant Lovin and Mitchell Madsen left so and re-replaced them. And, you know, I um, they had a development team at the time for kids. We, we were so stacked that... Um, I actually that was the year Dylan Sandberg didn't didn't Dylan Sandberg didn't make it. 
uh, Micah Miller didn't make it. Like they were on the oh, development wow. team, so they were playing in the league. Yeah, like, coming up as yeah, the E two team or whatever and, they call it. And uh, the other guy that was on that team was um, Minnetonka kid. He plays for the Rangers now. I ever did play for the Rangers. Is that um, Brink? No, no, a farther back. It's embarrassing. I don't know. <laughs> he was. He's a stud. You know. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that was a that was a really good good team. Casey Middlestep was in the league that year. Yeah, that was a fun time. You know. So you'll do it this fall. Yeah. This. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Gonna do it this fall, and that'll be my fix for the year. And... <laughs> so your connection still with the game, uh, and we'll get back to this here. Uh, we touched on the quick skills camps. We touched on uh, the treadmill program that you run through Athletic Peak Performance uh, in your elite league stuff. You said, uh, you know, kind of after you were done at Greenway, it was kind of when life started. So you got married. You're at kid number three. Uh, you're busy. And uh, it's life as a as a husband and a, and a dad. And uh, I'm going to say not a retired coach, uh, high school coach. I'm going to say that you're sitting here not coaching high school hockey, but I'm going to say that you probably never, it's not going to be never say never. Uh, I think maybe there'll be an opportunity in the future where you'll think about it again. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I'd like to think that an opportunity will come up somewhere down the road when, when the time is right and timing is everything. Timing's a big part of it. And, you know, um, I, I, I miss it. I miss the kids. I miss, you know, the, the, locker room stuff I miss the preparation for the I think that's what I miss the most is the preparation for games and practices I think that's that's the biggest part of it you know yeah um but you know I mean it's it, you know if that opportunity comes great but if it doesn't you know I mean I'm I'm content with it I mean I, I told uh Avery and, and Jake it, I hope it I'm hoping that it works out perfect my son Noah my oldest he's in trouble he's gonna have to deal with me <laughs> Avery has a child that's the same age as my other child, right? So I'm hoping that I can dump him off. And <laughs> so I'm only going to have to hit, you know, one kid and, and, you know, my own as far as no one goes. And they can deal with the other other ones. And I won't spend nine years in, in the mic. Yeah. So we, I got a couple of dads here sitting to my right. How is it to, to be in the position that you're in? You're not coaching at the moment, but you're in uh, husband and dad mode. Oh, it's busy. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd have to ask my wife. She'd give you a different answer. I frustrate her more times than not. But um, it's it's busy. It's it's uh it's it's a grind. I mean, I I have three boys under three years old, at three sixteen months, and and a, and a newborn. And yeah, it's uh it's challenging it, and rewarding at the same time. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's funny because you always hear, "Oh, they grow up so fast." I you're going to miss it. And I'm thinking, I cannot wait yeah. to tell these guys. <laughs> I, wait to just sleep I want to go months. golfing on Father's Day with them. I want to do things like that. Yeah. You know I mean, bring them to the rink, do that. And, and the other day, like you get these memories on, you know, the albums in your phone or whatever. And I was like, you know, I do miss that because it's like a captured good moment. But at the same time, like if it would have been a video that popped up. Of <laughs> Five seconds later, real something life, else. Yeah. Happened. Kind yeah. Of like, think about it but yeah it's 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 obviously the best time of your life you never think you'd love anything that much well i can't i can't speak from experience in my life and i don't have kids but they got a couple of dads that got 
you got four kids, he's got three. And, and uh, like you said, it's challenging and rewarding at the same time. So go ahead. Yeah, I got, you've got one. one last, we can wrap up here. Obviously St. Cloud alumni, we talked about that. How proud are you and impressed are you with Grand Rapids alumni, Jack Peer? Well, I get, I, you know, I, Todd was my coach in Pee Wees, okay. my first year of Pee Wees. He coached when I was in high school. He was a tremendous guy. In fact, uh, and I, when I came back to Rapids, I coached Rapids Pee Wees with Jack was on the team and, and uh, he was just a phenomenal kid, just an unbelievable kid and just great kid to be around. And obviously as hockey you know, that, that's the thing. I mean, everybody focuses on, you know, their ability, right. And he's obviously gifted and, and, but just a fantastic family and great, uh, great, uh, great kid he is. And I mean, if, if you ever want a demonstration on how to act as a hockey parent, I would take a good solid look at his mom and dad. Really? Well, it's interesting. You bring up, you know, Jack had a, I did an interview with Jack just shortly after he won Mr. Hockey and, Kind of posted that out there uh, with with the Grand Rapids page for to throw that out there, and I remember having a conversation with him about, hey, who, you know, you had a pretty awesome career, Mister Hockey, you know, you're going on to play at St. Cloud, and and you know, who, who would you like to thank? And he he went through his coaches, and you know, obviously his high school coach at the time with Wade, and and talked about his parents and his grandma and grandpa on both sides, and then he said, and and I I can't say enough as well uh, about Grant. He said, I remember when I was a Peewee and, and uh, Grant would call up and say, I'm coming over, get your skates. We're going to Southwest and many hours of, of uh, away from practice, but just going out in the outdoor rink. And again, this says volumes about the extra thing that a coach is going to do to make players better. And, yeah, that that was probably more fun for me than it was for him because I hadn't <laughs> been to the outdoor rink for you know a long time, and you know that was that was fun to do. But yeah, we I used to call Todd and just say, "Hey, does he want to go?" And yeah, come pick him up. Here's the part that he didn't tell you because he's too good of a guy. He's a peewee. I'm he's a first year peewee. At that point, I'm gotta be really close to thirty three. He was pro. I mean he he would one-on-one -on -one, it was like playing another you know really? already at that point yeah and it's like it's like i can't let him know how good he is but <laughs> at the same time it's like wow yeah you know yeah and he he just was that good you know well uh, we'll wrap a couple things up here but i just wanted to there's been a couple of things that have come up in in an area minnesota hockey here in the last week uh Number one, we, we talked earlier about this. We just kind of gave a little bit of a foreshadow on that earlier that uh, a player that you had an impact on and got a chance to coach as a young player and, and through Bantams just spends a phenomenal year with the Hershey Bears. Uh, Hunter Shepard wins a Calder Cup. He's won a Nash, two national championships with the Bulldogs, has now won the Calder Cup in the American Hockey League and wins the MVP for the Calder Cup Championship. Yeah, and boy, Shep. Uh, so a shout out to Shep and, and just uh, your thoughts about Shep and, and being able to coach him. Another another great kid. Um, uh, hard, arguably the hardest worker, most competitive kid I've ever, ever met. Um, uh, no question about it. I, 
I, I remember that year in Bantam. is another great family. I remember shooting on him in early birds and I hit him right in the, you know, shoulder. And I was taking, you know, back then I had a average shot, but for a Bantam, it was probably fairly. It's kind of hard. <laughs> and, yeah. And I was taking him from the top of the circle. And I remember it, it came in for early birds because parents are bringing him to school. And I remember his mom, she was not pleased. She, she was, she didn't yell at me, but she it wasn't happy. gave me that look. You gave it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I, ever, I actually ran into her for the first time at Target a while ago. And, uh, um, that's the first thing I thought about. It was like, <laughs> oops. Yeah, I, I, I do. But yeah, you know, another great family, great kid. I mean, talk about a kid that deserves everything that he's gotten, everything that he's going to get. I don't know enough about it. I gotta believe he's going to get a shot. Well, I, I can't imagine that he wouldn't. And this is a free agency year after you just win and get MVP. Uh -huh. nice. uh, it, it's Shep. great That's timing right. for Shep. And if That's I'm wrong, cool. comment. Uh, but I think I heard that a couple of days ago that he's a free agent. So I think that that's going to help uh, in his career. Um, so Larry. Larry Olam. Girls coach at Orno. Gets badgered by parents early in the season. I mean, it says after taking second in the girls' state tournament, losing to a world. Um, some parents talk about, and I think it was a real small parent group, but it doesn't matter how big or small the parent group is, they're giving them crap about some of the things that he they wanted more out of them. Um, and he kind of got tired of hearing it. So he told the parents, hey, you know what? Then maybe I won't coach. And he sends an email and says that. And they take that email as a resignation letter and they send it to the athletic director. It wasn't a formal letter. They didn't act on anything until mid-June. Uh, and he's contacting with the athletic director who has now since left there, I believe. Yeah. Um, he's contacted him in between saying, Hey, that wasn't a formal resignation, blah, blah, blah. I still would like to be the coach. That was a shot off the bow to those parents that, you know, I could leave. You might have to go through this with somebody else. Um, they said, no, we're going to keep pushing. Uh, you said you're not coaching. Turns out that the support wasn't there. He doesn't get to keep his job. He's gone because of parent pressure after one year and winning a ton of games and taking second in the state, we got some parent issues in Orno. And but what are your thoughts? <laughs> is, uh, is, and I'm sure all of us could hit the bleep button well, a lot of times, but I would say my thoughts are outrageous is what I think. And, you know, I, I read the article. That's all I know of it. Yeah. I, what was ever in the article. That's what I take out of it. And, and a couple of things that I read is if those were the reasons that you didn't promote the kids enough, I don't even know what to say to that. Like that, that like to me, it's an education piece where you need to educate them. Yeah. Right. Like, what does that mean? You know, promoting a player. I mean, you're not, what is he supposed to do? That's, that's my biggest thing. And, and like, this would be my, my thoughts to that no coach gets a player to go somewhere no 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 player no coach turns a kid into scott prunovich or or whatever kid like or adam johnson or jake bischoff or avery you don't do that the, the kids do that like no coach does that right and to be honest with you the, the way it goes 
is as a coach and the kids, Hey, I'd like to try out with so-and-so the guy probably knows someone and this is boys hockey. I don't know much about girls or the opportunities after, but you know, Hey, I want to, you know, try out. Okay. Well you can call and you can get a tryout. And is that promoting them because the tryout came? How about all the other calls that the coaches made trying to get that kid on the radar that some of these guys just, they're not interested. I mean, that's part of it too. You never know about that part of it. The, the conversations that you're pushing players, you know, to get them that and it doesn't happen. But the reality of it is, is if the, if the coach at the next level isn't calling you, isn't, you know, calling the high school coach, isn't coming after you they're not interested. they're not that interested especially and these days they're so yeah. crazy there's videos there's tons of different leagues nobody gets overlooked right no, I mean, and, and it's it's just like that is so i mean i do have a lot more to say about that if that's yeah. an actual reason i mean i i like i said i don't know enough about it i, I read the article i don't want to make assumptions but if that's what it is i don't understand how that can be the complaint. You're not pushing kids. Well, whatever, maybe he's not any good. You know, you want to know, like, you know why my career ended? Not because I got hurt in, in low level minor league hockey. It's because I wasn't good enough. Like, <laughs> exactly. And, and I mean, if you can't like. Did you try to get the coach fired? No, but, but I mean, actually Gino was the player assistant. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Wow. But, he would have been a good one. Yeah, but, but I mean, at the end of the day, like you have to have some re reality that, it just might not be the, it just, it, you know what? I mean, it's, it's, it could be you. <laughs> Maybe the kid doesn't have it. And yeah, it say that if you want, you don't want to crash or dash kids' dreams. It's like, this is your dream. But at some point in time, there has to be that conversation. Like he, he either going to be getting phone calls from teams or you're not going to get phone calls. Well, I think teams. the biggest thing is, is honesty. I mean, if, and the thing is, is, I think if you're honest with the kids and you're honest with the parents, they might not like you. They might not like what you have to say, but at least there's a respect. And, yeah, right. You know, I've kind of always gone by, you know, my own life. Like, I, I really don't care if, if you like me. I do care that you respect me and the fact that, you know, I'm doing what I do believe is genuinely best. Yeah. You know, right. and I, I just, again, it's, it's, it's emotional, but that particular thing is just, mind-boggling well it's going to be tough i think right now because they they took some opportunities away from the the ornold girls program that it was a fantastic year and and both larry olam and izzy marvin played together as youth players up in warroad warroad is hosting hockey day in minnesota orno was supposed to play a rematch first versus second rematch of the state championship during hockey day and Nobody's saying this, that this is the reason why Orno got yanked from that idea. But I, I'll tell you, Minnesota Wild and the people that run Hockey Day in Minnesota, they're not dumb. So the story was Larry Olam and was Izzy Marvin and Childhood World right. are going to come back and, and play against a story each other. There was the storyline there. And since that storyline was gone uh, and there's a little controversy behind why he's not there, Let's just not have Arnold come and they bring in Lakeville North. And I hate to say that about Lakeville North because great opportunity, but I, I don't think Lakeville North was the first option for it. I think Arnold was. Yeah. So it took opportunities away. And again, it's it's because of, and it, let's just back up for a second. There's a, a billion great parents that are out there and you can do as much as you can to be a great hockey parent and continue to do things that you do and keep doing what you're doing for kids 
if you get it as a hockey parent. It only takes a couple parents or a couple groups of parents to, to put a dark stain on a program. And it's probably a really small group from what it sounds like, but there's going to be some makeup and some catch up uh, from that Orno disaster that happened there. And I hope they can land a good coach and put that behind them because that, that is uh, it's an organization that has a lot of players. They got a lot of money. They do it the right way uh, until it gets to certain things like this and parents get involved and ouch. Yeah. We've got to wrap up. He's got three little ones. I've been looking at the clock. I'm going to get yelled at. Yeah. We're going to get out of here. So, by the way, for the young people, Larry Olm is the all-time assist leader for your Minnesota Gophers. So, all right. We want to thank very much Coach uh, Grant Clafton. Just a couple of real quick tidbits. Mike Antonovich, a little bit of a medical deal last week. Um, sounds like he's recovered. So, uh, congratulations, Mike. Of course, we've interviewed Mike in the past. You look back through the feeds uh, to find that. Um, and congratulations to the aforementioned Scott Perunovich. Signed a contract this week. So, he's... Going back to the blues. Uh, please leave a comment. Love your comments, especially on this Larry Olin thing. Might be a good thing to comment on. Uh, please share. Sharing is caring. Goat Sports Media LLC at gmail.com if you want to contact us uh, privately. Find Two with Miss McGill on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcast, T McGill on Twitter. And if you're looking for us on YouTube and Facebook, it's Goat Sports Media LLC. Merch in the back, get a hold of us as always. And uh, of course, thank the greatest partners on earth, the Ring Sports Bar and Grill. Iron Range Apparel and ODR Apparel, Fortune Bay Resort and Casino, Aspire Heating Control, Iron Range Goalie Academy, Lori Larson and my I am Puka. Get out there and be your dream. You're tuned to the Tea with Miss McGill show.